It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Tuesday. I'm James Erpine. It is great to have you in on Megaphone, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com, where each and every podcast goes. I write there as well. Some good stuff. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at LockedOnBengals. We're approaching 500 followers on the LockedOnBengals follow. And I'm getting I'm close to 5,300 on Twitter, at James Erpine. So you should, you should help me get me to that number. Get to the, the 5,300 mark. Uh, speaking of marks, Bengals trying to get to 6-6. Six and six. They picked up their fifth win of the season on Sunday. And to talk more about that in our weekly Bengals film review is Joe Goodberry. Joe joins us now. Joe, I will say this before I ask you about a Sunday in the Browns. But uh, he's on Twitter, by the way, at Joe Goodberry. Our pre-talk before this part of the podcast where we dive into the film and everything that you looked at, our pre-talk was a hit. So tomorrow, what we just talked about, we will discuss on tomorrow's podcast. We'll play that for the listeners. And, and maybe I'll keep it together uh, on later podcasts, but we'll break it up this week. But, Joe, I, I appreciate the time. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. Make sure you check out his work, Bengals Wire. It's the USA Today blog. He tweets out a link. There's a link as well on his Twitter page, at Joe Goodberry. Joe, for the first time all season... Bengals were able to run the ball, ran for 152 yards. Joe Mixon went off. What was different this week than prior weeks in the running game? Good question, because he's had some success. Um, I think it was earlier in the season uh, against the Steelers. That was probably his best game before this, but they didn't stick with him. Um, And at the time, they still had Jeremy Hill, and they still were trying to get the ball to Geo. And I don't think I think that then they were still looking for what they were going to do on offense with a bunch of different runs. I think now they've narrowed it down to a handful of plays they feel comfortable with, even though the offensive line still isn't performing up to where you'd want them. I think Mixon now uh, has a little bit more trust in in what he's doing, and not every play has to be broken off long. And if you look at next gen stats, the NFL dot com. Uh, advanced analytics portion of their site, but um, they show basically the path the running back takes on every carry. And if you go back and look in earlier in the year, he was trying to bounce everything outside and trying to make too many cuts at, at times. And while I don't think some people said, is he dancing too much? I thought he had to because the line was that bad earlier in the year. Uh, now he's able to just hit the hole a little bit harder and fall forward. And now we're seeing, and that was the last few weeks. And now we're seeing him, break through that hole, lift his head up, and try and make a move. So now he's breaking long runs even more. Uh, I think he's just rounding into what he's going to be, and this is with a poor offensive line. So for, for Mixon, I think we're seeing the best version of him, and finally the Bengals are actually going to lean on him and stay with him. I also think they had the opportunity because it was the Browns, and the Browns' offense was really lacking. And, you know, for a while there, the Bengals were 
firmly ahead of, ahead in this game and comfortably. So uh, those that's the opportunity. We we said I think last week the Browns game is usually the game you want to fix your offense and and find out what you can do with whatever area you're lacking in. And I, I think for the run game they may have found that at least. He's Joe Goodberry. Follow him on Twitter at Joe Goodberry. Is that something sustainable? Is that something they can carry over? Because we're going to get into the Browns and and the, the success the Bengals had against them, but at the same time, everyone's looking ahead to next week. Everyone's looking ahead to Pittsburgh. Do you think? And they did run it in the first half against Pittsburgh in their first matchup. Do you think they'll be able to run it against the Steelers? The Steelers have a tough front. Um, <laughs> Brian Shazier left that game the other night, and I wonder. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Uh, it looked like he hurt his knee, so I, I didn't. I didn't look to see if there was any update on that, but. Inside with Hargrave and Tuit and, and Hayward, they are tough to run against. And even their edge guys in Dupree and Water are really good. So, um, yes, the Bengals had some success last time. Your block, your line ha- has to create lanes and holes. I mean, if you're not blocking that first front, Nixon's never going to get to those linebackers and safeties. So, I don't know if it's sustainable. And I don't know if it's sustainable next week. The Steelers, have, even when they're just average or even below statistically against the run, they're still hard to run against. And um, I think it's still going to come down to Dalton and the receivers and the disguising coverage that the Steelers love to do with their zone blitzes. And if they can confuse the Bengals just a little bit to make them hold on the ball a little bit longer, it's going to derail the offense in the way we've seen it do it for time and time again. I mean, as long as you can remember. So um, it's hard to say if it'll be sustainable, but I do think you they've got a better chance of running the ball then throwing it because we've seen this passing offense versus the Steelers. And normally it's not very good. They've had lucky games. They've had games where green has went off and really carried them. But for the most part, the Steelers give Andy Dalton and this, this passing offense, a lot of troubles. And, and Joe, let's switch to the, the defense because the one surprising thing I think about Sunday's game against Cleveland was their ability to run the ball is effectively as they did in Kaiser threw a couple deep balls to Coleman. Coleman dropped a, a touchdown. Defense was a little shaky. I think if they're going to be in it, stay in it, which they're just a game out of the wild card, they're going to have to, one, run the ball close to what they did on Sunday, and two, play defense like we know they can, which they didn't do against the Browns. It's been a trend the last few weeks. They've missed tackles, and they haven't all run to the ball. Um, you'll see a lot of plays, especially on run plays, where the running back, is dragging tacklers, and you see the safety standing there. You see the next linebacker standing there, or the corner standing there, and you know that's got to change the mentality. That's a mentality thing. That's a toughness thing. That's a want to, um, and I don't know why that's not there right now. I don't know what the spark needs to be. Uh, I thought defensively, that's the type of game you want to be excited for against the against the Browns, where you know you can pretty much do what you want and and tee off on the quarterback, and, and you know they're going to have to run the ball, but when you're ahead in the game. Uh, the Browns really can't stick with it. Against the Steelers, maybe the energy is there. Maybe because they're, they are one game out of the playoffs, they'll snap back into it. But it's been three weeks now, and maybe they were out of it three weeks ago, and maybe that's where that started to set in. Um, but I think it's a it's a trend that definitely needs to needs to break because against the Steelers, you can't come in there half-assed. You can't come in there you know, and, and expect uh, just a good enough effort on defense. I think the defense is going to have to carry them to a victory. Think of the times they have beaten the Steelers. It's been pretty much on the back of the defense, and then Dalton and Green maybe make one or two throws that that, that decide the game. So, uh, for me, I think the pass rush up front, they've been doing a good job. I, I still think they're, they're a good unit, even though they've tapered off a little bit in the second half. Uh, and then 
complete with the back end, if they can keep keep hold of Antonio Brown, I think the defense can be all right. But again, I think the tackling and the, the intensity needs to ramp up just a little bit. It's our weekly Bengals film review here on the Locked On Bengals podcast with Joe Goodberry. He joins us every single week. Joe, you mentioned A.J. Green and Andy Dalton, and we've said for, for weeks that, that they should target A.J. Green more and more and more. They didn't really need to against the Browns, but I did notice he lined up in the backfield and motioned out into the slot a couple times. Did you, did you see a little more creativity with A.J. Green? I know it wasn't one of his biggest games, but were the Bengals moving him around more than normal? Uh, not yesterday, but uh, on Sunday against the Browns? Yeah, because they had to. The, the Browns play a weird defense right now. They they got that free safety Jabril Peppers so deep. Um, they don't they don't want you to th- try a vertical pass at all against them, and they kind of play like cover three with the with the two outside corners playing a, another deep third of the zone, and uh, so the the they're not going to allow those outside throws. So they want you to throw it up the seams or, or up the middle and underneath. So. The Bengals had to get a little bit creative with AJ Green, and I think they have to do that anyways. It's kind of a, you know, strange that they used. And I think the first drive really made me think of this. They used Green to open up the other guys, and on the first drive, they didn't go to him at all. But it was a great drive, successful, got the ball down the field. You hit Tyler Boyd for a touchdown, and it's mostly because so much attention goes to Green, and there's too often the Bengals are very okay with that, and. I don't think the Steelers allow that to happen. They, they're not going to allow Green to beat you. They, it goes back to Chad Johnson. They, they did not let your number one receiver get open. They're going to drop a linebacker underneath. They're going to drop a, uh, a corner into the deep boundary, and then the safety is going to be inside and, and deep. And they're just going to say you're not going to beat us. And it's going to have to be Croft and Boyd and Erickson and, and LaFell and maybe even Cody Corn, John Ross, Josh Malone, whoever's active and going. Um, don't even name John Ross. Don't do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to be active eventually. Yeah. I mean, Next, 2018. Wanna, the Steelers have a zone defense. You want to stretch out some zones, get some speed out there. Some guys that will take the safety away, take that corner deep, and you can allow and do some things underneath. Um, without it, if you're out there with Boyd and LaFell, the Steelers are going to sit on everything. And that's when I think the Bengals' offense really struggles. When Think about beating the Steelers. Think about TJ, uh, uh, not TJ Hurston, I was going to say, think about Chris Henry on the boundary getting deep. Think about Marvin Jones beating them. They have been beaten up by that second receiver, but the guy needs to have a little bit of speed. Oh, it'd be in, it'd be so great if they they used the ninth pick on a guy who could run fast. Um, it would be. It, it would be also great if they realized that running straight doesn't entail uh, learning the playbook. Anyways, no. um, yeah. It, so that's the thing, and let's dive into it because we see the Steelers. Did you watch the Steelers on Sunday night at all against the the Packers? Yeah, I did for the most part. So it's close. We've seen the Steelers in a lot of close games. I don't think that's and you mentioned it earlier, but I don't think they're going to do that with the Bengals. And, and they still have a lot to play for. When you look at this team, the Steelers team, what's up with them playing down to their competition? And if they did do that, is that really the only way that the Bengals would have a chance? Yeah, I mean, this the Steelers beat themselves so often. When you see their defense give up a big play, it's usually like Artie Burns on the one side just messing up or just a, a mental error or Roethlisberger can't find a way to, to get the ball to Antonio Brown and just miss those guys. It, they're a good team. They just play down to their competition for whatever reason. Go look at the They got beat by the Bears this year. Um, they they play hard against or too close to the, to the Lions, and now the Lions are a decent team, but – same for the Packers. Packers could have easily beaten them. Um, this is something the Steelers have done for a while. I just don't think they allow the Bengals to 
sneak up on them. They're they're ready. They're already talking crap in social media right now. They're ready for the Bengals. Excuse me. They're already ready for the Bengals. I just don't think um, they ever let down. They never let down their guard. They're ready to take down Cincinnati and put them down and and finish this and finish their season and. You know, maybe the Bengals get lucky and the, and the Steelers show up and, and are just out of it right now. But, um, you know, and that'd be great. I think we'd all take that. But I just don't feel, it, feel like that's a realistic option this week. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so it's not an option. Here are my two, these were the two qualifiers going into their first matchup, and they're going to be my qualifiers again this week. You need Vontez Perfect to do what he did last week against Denver, what he did in the Buffalo game, which was, it was just a game changer. I mean, that's mm-hmm. fine. He, there are weeks when he doesn't. He's got to do it this week against Pittsburgh. And I know you said that Pittsburgh's going to take away A.J. Green, they're going to have to find a way to move him around, do something. I watch Antonio Brown catch 8 to 10 balls every single week, and I know damn well defenses prepare and scheme and do whatever they need to do to stop him. A.J. Green needs to, to be in a position to win matchups, and, and same thing goes for Vontez Perfect. Like those two guys have to be two of the best players on the field if the Bengals are going to win. That's one of, been one of the most frustrating things this year, and there's been a lot of things, is how they're not – using green in an effort to get him open. I watched DeAndre Hopkins last night too. Yep. <laughs> and he doesn't have a good receiver and they don't have a good offensive line. I mean, I meant to say he doesn't have a good quarterback and they don't have a good offensive line, but you know what they do? They get Hopkins the ball consistently. They move him around. They let him go short, intermediate, deep, inside breaking, uh, outside breaking routes. It doesn't matter. They're going to find a way to give him the ball. And you know what? Even when he's covered, they throw him the ball and let him make a play. They throw two to green. Green made fantastic catches on the sideline last week. He was covered on it, but you've got to trust your number one receiver is going to make a play on the ball before a corner does. It's you. It's in your favor in today's NFL to just throw it to your number one receiver. Good things are going to happen. Um, I just don't think they do enough to move him around. They don't diversify his routes, and it's been the same offense for so long. I feel like for the most part that it's easy to to defend. It's and the Steelers have been running the same offense, so you know what they do. They, they move him around. They get Brown in different situations constantly. If they can't get him deep, they start throwing him screen passes. They allow him to run after the catch. I don't think A.J. Green has had a screen pass maybe once all year. Um, and that was a couple of weeks ago. That I want to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. Instead, we get Brandon LaFell catching two or three screens a game. Yep. Uh, and nothing against LaFell. He's been okay recently. But, you know, those plays shouldn't be going to him. Those should be going to your, your athletes. Did you say nothing against LaFell because he called you out on social media? That's exactly why. Because now I'm scared. He's got my address. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm so sick of. You're right. Brandon LaFell's screen passes aren't going to beat Pittsburgh. Period. You know what, my <laughs> A.J. Green getting 15 targets and Perfect having 15 tackles. I know that's asking yep. a lot. But when you start out 0-3, when you're 3-6, and when you're a flawed football team, you need your best players to play out of their mind to have a shot. Like, that's just what happens against the, the better teams in the, the AFC. 
Who's going to beat the Bengals on the Steelers? It's going to be Antonio Brown. It's going to be Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Those guys are going to get the ball total 30 times, if not more, right? Together. Yep. And they're going, that's going to be how you lose. And it's how they lost last time. They, they've done a good job keeping contained on Antonio Brown. But then it allows other guys to, to step up and beat them. And last, last time it was Le'Veon Bell. Um, before we've seen, you know, Martavis Bryant streaking down the field or whatever the case may be. But they get the ball to their top two guys. And that's all I can ask for uh, from an offense. And if you get creative and you find different ways to get them the ball every single week, um, and they're great players too, because they, they, they create even when they're covered or even when it, it requires it, uh, even late in the game, then Channel Brown, those two catches late in the game, uh, really got them in, in position to win the game at the end. I want those opportunities for our star players. And that, that includes Geno Atkins, you know, it, it includes even George Iloka and being Carl Lawson and Carlos Dunlap. And I mean, right now, if we ever see Giovanni Bernard again, it would include him, but either way, we got to see these guys. And this is the game. If you really believe it, and I, it does feel like this team believes they can get into a playoff position. If they really believe it, here's your one game. This is a playoff game. This may even end the era of Marvin Lewis on Monday night. It, comes down to this game right here. It does. He's Joe Goodberry on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. Check out his work for Bengals Wire as well. Joe, I appreciate the time as always. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else you wanted to hit on before we close up shop? I I just, I know we went short, shorter than normal, but I just think fans are like, all right, here we go. Uh, in six That's... days, it's Bengals, it's Steelers. Let's see it. And exactly. I, they don't really want to hear us talk about the Browns win. Or the Bengals, no, it was a comfortable the win. Bengals, the win Bengals the did Browns. what they were supposed to do. They, they were going to win this game going into the season against the Browns. You knew that. Mm-hmm. This evaluation starts when you play the teams you got to beat, the, the playoff teams. Then they may only have three or four of those games this year. Those are the games that you need to watch over and over and figure out what this team is and what they are. By the way, real quick, just because we're we're known as Dalton haters, um, any difference? I know his numbers are better. Any difference in Andy Dalton's play recently? You know, someone asked me, um, they said right after the game, Are you? because I, I tweeted out that last five weeks he hasn't thrown an interception. Uh, his numbers look decent. Completion percentage is okay. Uh, someone said, well, are you changing your evaluation on Dalton? Are you starting to come around? <laughs> and I'm Right. My response is the evaluation is over. I mean, we know what Dalton is and isn't. This isn't a case of him getting better. It may be a case of, them figuring out what they can do on offense a little bit, a little bit more, and maybe a case of guys around and making plays. They have one of the lowest drop percentages in the league out of wide receivers. Um, it could be the case of the running game getting a little bit better, uh, them helping out Cedric Oboehe just a little bit more, and playing defenses you can take advantage of. It, it, he's he's the same guy. He hasn't changed. Uh, he's being a little bit more efficient with the ball. He's taking care of it. These are all good things, but skill wise and who he is and what he isn't. That hasn't changed at all. I I feel comfortable in that, don't you? Yeah, no, I, I I agree completely. I think it's uh, at at minimum an Alex Smith situation where you consider drafting a quarterback early, playing Smith, yep. which I is i.e. Dalton next year, and, and you go from there. But um, and, and you know what, James? I think we would say this exact same thing after the four interception game to the Ravens. You'd say. I don't think any less of him. I still think the same of him. No, it was an outlier. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot, but that's usually the best thing you can say, which there's value in that. Ask Houston fans to, this morning. But at the same time, is we, there's a reason we don't feel confident that they're going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, and a lot of it has to do, a lot, seriously, has to do with their quarterback, as much as anything. Well, because it's, 
it's not just not turning the ball over. You need to make impact throws, difference-making throws. They're, it's going to be a seven-point game unless the Bengals get blown out. The Bengals are going to blow out the Steelers. So it's going to yep. be a close game, and he's going to have to make a few difference-making throws that the other guy doesn't. Uh, and that's basically what it comes down to. Quarterbacks don't play each other on the field. But they, the, whoever plays the best, if you look at the record, that's who wins the game. And that, that's just what the NFL is today. He's Joe Goodberry. Follow him on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. Joe? Have a good week. I will talk to you a week from today, and maybe, just maybe, no, let's. I'm not even going to say it, but uh, we'll, we'll recap Bengals-Steelers a week from today. <laughs> and basically the rest of the season could probably come down to that conversation. Are we happy or are we going on to the draft, basically? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I appreciate it, Joe. Thanks, James. That's Joe Goodberry. Make sure you give him a follow. Good stuff from him, as always, at Joe Goodberry on Twitter. And you asked about this. Oh, well, I asked about this. You responded, and I listened. So tomorrow on the podcast, I will be in the Bengals locker room. So you're going to hear from the Bengals during Steelers week. I'm also going to play our conversation, Joe and, and myself, discussing all sorts of things from Hugh Jackson, because that's what we did. We discussed Hugh Jackson. We discussed John Ross some. We discussed a bunch of stuff before we started the Bengals film review. So that will be on tomorrow's podcast. I figured I should split it up and uh, maybe we'll do it depending on the week where it's tied together. But this week we'll split it up since we have that extra day uh, with with the game being on Monday because that means we'll have a either a weekend podcast, probably a weekend podcast because it'll die Monday night. So we'll we'll probably do one on, uh, on Saturday for sure. But uh, I'm James Rapine. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com. We're on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and Megaphone. By the way, make sure. I'm serious. Download the draft app. Use L-O-N-F-L. Do it. I'll tweet out a link. We can draft together for week 12 of the NFL season. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.